0: we are here to walk a mile in your shoes and and honestly for me this is more important than others actually walking in my shoes because honestly i don't really care what others think which is what (laughs) i I think honestly i wish more people could be like because we would probably have less hatred think about it right if you gave no response to those hating you it wouldn't matter you would absolutely you'd actually probably piss him off because many are just looking for your response. And as always, I am with Lona, my good friend and proud to call my friend. And yes, he is a transgender. And if you have a problem with it, I don't care. <laughs> and neither do I baby. <laughs> Lona, how you doing?
1: I'm good, man. And I'm good, man. And I'm really grateful that we're doing this show today on cancel culture because you know, this is where my community steps up. And, and I got to say, I'm a little I'm a little pissed off about it. Um, you know, but it goes back to that thing that you were talking about before. We get put to a place where we don't care what people think. It's because we we know ourselves. We're comfortable in our skin. Mm-hmm. And we're we know we're here having a human experience. And that's what counts. Yes. So, you yep. know, things can't offend you. Unless there's a tiny part of you that believes they're true.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. Here we go. So yeah, Lana threw this topic my way. And honestly, it's actually something that I I really I haven't really thought about because again, I don't really care what people think. <laughs> now we've focused tremendously on our Bill of Rights. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a sad, hypocritical topic because yep. Kind of the way I see it is you have the right to say what you want, but I don't. Absolutely. If I don't like what you say, then I want to stop you from saying anything. Right. We're
1: fighting for inclusion and yet dividing once again.
0: Yeah. You know, our culture, you know, really needs to start fighting again for our Bill of Rights instead of knocking it down. And this is what I yep. see this as. As I was really kind of contemplating this when you sort yep. of threw this my way, yeah. And I'll, I want to encourage people: speak your mind. Absolutely. Because I do.
1: Me too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, from my research on this topic, okay, this cancel culture, or I think it's also called what cal- uh, call-out culture, yeah, is a yeah. modern form of ostracism, right, yep. in which someone is thrust out of social or uh, yeah. professional circles, whether it be online, social media, or in person. Mass you know, shaming. Yep. Yeah, and these people are said to have been cancelled. Now, just a fun note, I sort of looked up ostracism, which is actually an Athenian democratic procedure in which any citizen could be expelled from the city-state of Athens for 10 years. All right, so as technology, communication, and society have progressed, uh, people have been able to share their ideas and views more easily, but it, it it's also become, incre- I think, increasingly difficult to maintain a good status yeah. with other people in terms of political correctness.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the major shame. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now. There's always someone who will oppose another person's viewpoint or having differing opinion on any kind of heated topic. Absolutely. Now, the difference (laughs) in today's world, however, is the way people react to opposing opinions and ideas. And it seems to have all started, I think, with social media. Am I kind of in line with that? Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 absolutely. Mm -hmm. So when we
0: look at the older comedians, now (laughs) I was thinking about this and I wanted to bring up somebody and I'm going to show you guys a quick video of somebody who you could not see today, even though he's still around. (laughs) But I think in his terms that he actually described he was sort of grandfathered in from this whole thing because he's been around for a long time. And he's a person that I grew up with, Andrew Dice Clay. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I want to show you a video. And again, I just want to show this just because, you know, he's fucking nuts. And we may get hate (laughs) responses for showing this. But (laughs) what the hell? Let's start with this. (laughs)
1: Let's do it. (laughs) Dice man. (laughs) I don't see how any man could look at another guy's hairy ass and want to bang it, you know? (laughs) They're not from this planet, they're from Phagatron, come on. And they're always
2: on parade. They march up and down the street with t-shirts and flags. I want money for AIDS disease, beautiful. I want money for a new fucking car. I ain't marching up and down the street. Get a job, butt slammer. And they're too sensitive. They don't know if they want to be called gays, homosexuals,
1: fairies. I call them cocksuckers, I think it spells it out. When AIDS finally breaks out all over the country like mildew, you got 20 million faggots running around and they're going, where can this come from? How-, how can I get this? How can you get this? It's very simple. Let me explain this. If you're walking around with shit on your dick every day, you're bound to pick something up. You know what I'm saying? OK. <laughs> yeah, there's no way to someone- do that. Yeah, Andy can't do that one today. There's absolutely no way. No. There's way too much in there. Way too much in there.
0: That dude would be cancel culture.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, he would never come out of that place. But, I mean, at the same time, like, you know, I, I may not sit and be completely involved or or, you know, love everything he's saying. But at the same time, what about it has to piss me off? You know, Mm -hmm. I think when we get to a place where we're expressing our right to free speech, nowhere in that bit did he talk about hurting anybody. Did he talk about violence against anyone? You know, he's 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 being funny, you know, like it's it's funny and it's funny where his audience. It's funny to him like a comedy Mm -hmm. writers, a writer when I'm writing something it's inspiring or like, you know, I, I've been reading your book. When you write something like that, you're not really involved in, you know, oh, who's not going to like this or who's not going to like that. Absolutely. Like your heart, man. I mean, like, yeah. you're, and that's his job. Yeah. So the thing about it is, you know, we we talk about, you know, we, we talk about Dave Chappelle because he's in the media right now. But there was a difference even in like, you know, let's just talk about Kevin Hart's issue a few years ago with the oscars in 2019 mm-hmm. you know kevin hart took a different spin you know and what he was saying was was violent his his tweet was violent you know if my worst fear is my son coming home gay i would take something and hit him across the head something like that mm-hmm. but i gotta believe that kevin hart is not the same man that he was i mean like if every one of us are tagged and beaten. Over something that we've said in the past. Mm
0: -hmm. We'd all be tagged and beaten.
1: We're all tagged and beaten, (laughs) man. I grew up in the South. I've used words that are not right. They're not, I don't believe in those words. But you talk about the evolution and growth.
0: Well, that's the thing. I mean, people do change. People do grow. And, you know, you can't expect people just to know, you know, uh, and especially when you're young. Yeah, You know, when you're young, we yeah. say a ton of stupid shit. We say what we, what we hear,
1: you know, yeah. we say what we hear and we have no earthly idea what those things mean. And even when we talk about getting into our, our twenties and, and, and guys and, and, and girls and all people who are in the comedy business, they have to walk that. That's what comedy is, is mm-hmm. to walk that line mm-hmm. that, that makes you uncomfortable And gives you permission to laugh Mm -hmm. at 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 your your human, like your humanism, your humanity. It allows you the ability to laugh. When when and in in that clip that you showed, we're talking about the the 90s. We're talking about the 90s where we still didn't understand, you know, AIDS. We still had we were still learning about this, and it was a scary topic. Talking about the 90s. Now, if that came out today. And Andrew Dice Clay was trying to run for office, or or getting a a special. Somebody would come from way back then and try to throw that dart. And who's to say Andrew Dice Clay is the same man that he was then? Well,
0: I I honestly think that he still targets that. You know, he actually I I'd come across an interview and and he kind of he sort of said I've sort of been again grandfathered in, and he kind of went you know so now I can say and do whatever the hell I want. Mm -hmm. And and I believe that because again, and we're going to get to this and we're going to talk about something a little bit later in this, but you know, you got to know who you're going to see. Absolutely. If I go, if I go see Andrew Dice Clay, I'm going to expect him to say fucked up shit about things that he's probably always joked about. Absolutely.
1: I was, you know, I was, I
0: was, when I was a kid, I, I remember his nursery rhymes, you know? And I still got those things in my head, you know?
1: Absolutely, man. Peter, Absolutely. Peter Peter,
0: pumpkin eater had a wife, loved to beat her, smacked her twice across the head, <laughs> fucked her ass and went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. I like you still know, got that stuff in my head, man.
1: It's, it's wild, man. It's wild the things that we remember. Dude, I remember in my very early, like I think I must have been, eight, nine years old, I remember getting this bootleg copy of Richard Pryor, one of Richard Pryor's stand-up on cassette, and I would sneak and listen to this thing over and over, and shit that I didn't even understand was funny to me, just because of the way that he Or Eddie
0: Murphy, you know, back (laughs) when he did like Raw and, and, you know, Delirious, right? (laughs)
1: Yes, yes, Delirious (laughs) was actually my favorite, over Raw. I loved it. I yeah. loved it, man, but we're talking about people that are, are. that's what they do is push the edge. And I think you made a very valid point in that, you know, as much as they have a the the right to freedom of speech, you also have the freedom to decide who you're going to go see. Yeah. If you set yourself up to go sit in an audience where you know you're going to be offended, then is that not on you? Yeah, it, and it, absolutely.
0: And, it, and as 100% far as it's on have, you.
1: It's exactly on you, <laughs> and and as far as Dave Chappelle goes, Dave Chappelle has always. I mean, look, I, I've always had the dream to do stand up. I've loved it since I was a kid, mm. and that's always been my dream. And 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 I will, I will do a stand up all about what it's like to be trans and, and what it's like to to go from female to male. And okay. I, and I will do that. I'm working on that. Yeah. But it, but with Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle, to me is a human being that has evolved and grown so much and has all is always talking about everything that is happening in culture. And yeah. he's, and he's constantly putting his genius upon those things. Yeah. And, you know, I love the guy and yeah. I will continue.
0: Yeah. yeah so count, so cancel culture again is, you know, again, the idea of taking away support for an individual you know, and it's taken away their career, Yeah, you know, popularity yeah. and her fame because, you know, of something that they've said or done that's considered unacceptable.
1: Right.
0: You know, right. Most, most of the time people are canceled because they're a uh, public figure with mm-hmm. influence, you know, over a huge audience okay. and, you know, right. what they've done or what they've said is alleged to have caused harm to a particular person, a group of people or a community. But have they really caused harm? I know. I mean, and that's the question. I teach uh you know, my clients or people that I work with, you know, words do not hurt. You know, everybody's like, words hurt. No, words don't right. hurt. I cannot throw a word at you, I can't slap you with a word. What <laughs> hurts is the meanings that you put behind the words that people say
1: that's that exactly actually true. hurt. Exactly. It's not true. them. It's not the words. It's yeah. what you mean. It's what you perceive them to mean. That's yeah. exactly
0: right. You know, I think about again the TV shows of our past <laughs> that were that were loved. Yes. Right? But would be highly offensive today.
1: All in the family.
0: All in the family. I want to show you real quick. Here's actually one of the most loved TV shows again that ran from 1971 to 1979. And, you know, this is the show that revolves around the life of a working class man and his family. Um, You know, the show broke ground in its depiction of issues that previously considered unsuitable for a U.S. network television comedy. You know, they went into racism, anti-Semitism, infidelity, homosexuality, women's liberation. They touched on rape. That one was brutal. Yeah. I remember that one with, uh, that, that I remember that episode, religion, miscarriages, you know, they went into abortions, breast cancer, the Vietnam War, menopause. Yeah. I think they even touched on impotence. At one yep. point. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a clip. I want to show you guys a real quick clip of that show, All in the Family.
2: Lady Liberty standing there in a the hop with a torch on high. Screaming out to all the wall of nations in of a world, send me your poor, your deadbeats, your filthy.
3: <laughs> and all
2: the nations sent them in here. They come swarming in like ants. Your Spanish PRs from the Caribou in there. Your Japs, your Chinamen, your Crouch and your Heaves and your Legion Stags.
3: Uh,
2: Come in here, and they're all free to live in their own separate sections.
0: Never be able to sh- be shown on, on never TV. Now you can obviously find reruns and stuff of the show. Yeah, but yeah. Um, but the funny thing is, is that like that was class. It was a, it was a highly loved show. Yeah, if it was yeah. on TV today, it would be a highly hated show. I mean, you even got yeah. his chair that's in the Smithsonian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the most well, infamous chair.
1: Yeah, and I think that those shows though broke ground on on us being able to open up more conversation. Yes. about, you know, subjects that then were very closed off and I think that that was the big hit then. It's like, no, 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 we still don't want to talk about these things. And so, what is the point for shows like that to come out? to open us up to have these these conversations for us now to then to then stop them for the mm-hmm. for us to come through. It, it seems like to me we could still be in the place. And there's a lot I gotta give, you know, I got to give network television and, and movies and where we are today a lot of 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 props and accolades because we are seeing things on TV that, you know, even in our day, Eric, would have been absolutely Yep. unheard of. I mean, to be able to see, you know, the LGBTQ, you know, represented in television, oh, yeah. in the media oh, yeah. and, and interracial and inter, inner, you know, religious couples. I mean, so, so we're talking about, we've come so far. And I believe that the, the hurtful thing with this cancel culture is, is we're trying to do again, exactly what was done way back then. We yeah. start canceling and we're going to yeah. have a new generation of people that you're silencing then you're trying to tell people that they can't say what they want yeah. and then when is that going to explode
0: well you know it's funny you look at um, i mean the things that are now okay on tv is like murder slaughter i yeah. mean like the most brutal of stuff visually yes but what you say is what's yes. offensive you know it's okay exactly. to freaking chop somebody's head off right <laughs> right on tv right you know i mean even right i mean there's shows you know you got brutal rapes and you know so the visual stuff's okay but but not the things that you say you know right. i want to it's funny i want to actually show you guys a quick clip uh, another and this was by far one of my favorite shows of the 80s and 90s you know what i'm talking about it's another show that would never be shown today it was on fox Married with Children. Oh,
1: Married with Children.
0: (laughs) Now, again, this show could never be aired on TV today, Um, even even more so than All in the Family. Right. Um, Again, except reruns. But I want to show you a clip of the episode where they actually went to Congress. I love this episode. And it really hits home, actually, with television, because when we actually talk about violence, right, this is, uh, does TV make you do things? (laughs) We've all been brought up on Roadrunner cartoons and the Three Stooges. But how many of us have run a saw across a bald guy's head? How many of us have drawn a tunnel on the side of a mountain only to watch our loved ones smash themselves into it? And you know why? Because we had parents, ladies and gentlemen. Parents who said, don't do what TV tells you to do. Do what we tell you to do, or it's five across the eyes. I think it's it's <laughs> it right there. The because again, eye. you know, like I, there's a couple things to that. Is one is, you know, parents are too, you know, they're they're overly sensitive with their children. They, you know, um, and and I and again, I, I'm not saying like you know we are to beat our kids, but right, we right. need to kind of put them. I think into a world where life's stressful. Stop yeah protecting them from everything let yeah. them experience
1: yes it. yes know? i mean all the that's... talk
0: all the talk about like oh the time change it stresses people out so what <laughs> <laughs> it's what it is. i like the fact that it get it stays light later <laughs> Me <too>. you know
1: <laughs> heck yeah man
0: uh, i sure, mean you sure know. you go to work and it's still dark but I like the, the the fact that it's late later.
1: I know. Like, you know, I think that we're, this is what creates the, this, this generation of, of entitled human beings, you know, human beings that, that are are coddled to the point that they're not ready for life. So what is really love? What is really, really love preparing your child for life or giving them instant gratification? Cause that's how you create addicts. And I'm just going to say that. Yeah. That's how you create yeah. a future filled with addicts yeah, is, absolutely It's by absolutely giving in to the instant gratification of every moment and then what happens when they're they're up and gone and, and I know this to be true you know I, I deal with it in my own life you know where yeah. my wife and I had many different differences in that area but that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. is you know and and we don't need another generation of entitled human beings. We don't need another generation of addicts. I mean you and I absolutely do our best to fight the stigma of addiction and try to help yeah. people heal from the inside out and I hope that we are making a difference that's going to go on for generations and not that we're going to have to do this all over again.
0: Yep. You know. Absolutely. So I want to show you now real quick and and you know we were talking about Dave Chappelle and uh I want to play uh, a thing that I'd found. I know you'd kind of sent me. I'll take a look at uh, um, at that. But let me let me uh, show you.
2: Yeah. And they've canceled people that are more powerful than me. They canceled J.K. Rowling. My God. J.K. Rowling wrote all the Harry Potter books by herself, and they canceled her because she said in an interview, and this is not exactly what she said, but effectually, she said gender was a fact. And then the trans community got mad, they started calling her a TERF. I didn't even know what that was. But I know that trans people make up words to win arguments. TERF is an acronym, stands for Trans Exclusionary Radical Feminist. This is a real thing. Now I shouldn't speak on this, because I am not a woman, nor am I trans. But as we've established, I am a feminist. I'm team turf. I agree. I agree, man. Gender is a fact. You have to look at it from a woman's perspective. Gender is a fact. This is a fact. Every human being in this room, every human being on Earth, had to pass through the legs of a
0: woman to be on
2: Earth. That is a fact.
0: (laughs) I don't know if that touches on anything, but...
1: Well, it it does, and it goes. It he goes on to to say why, man, and I get it because you know what what he talks about there is the fact that um, Caitlyn Jenner won Woman of the Year the the year that Caitlyn Jenner came out as as you know trans and had done the full transition, and as women you know for the for the female community mm-hmm. you're asking female the female community not to be offended by that
3: mm.
1: you know i mean to, we got to just really look at if we if you want to ask people to you know be sensitive to to my experience then why the hell wouldn't i be sensitive to their experience too mm. and 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 the trans community will come back at me and say well We've been, you know, we've not been recognized. Well, this isn't the way to be recognized. The way to be recognized is live your fucking experience, own who you are, apologize not for it, and be a good human being in the process, man. Let's walk this thing out. Let's not stand up together and, and show our power and harm others who Mm -hmm. yes, in the past, have we been oppressed? Absolutely. Does it, does it, and the reason it makes people so upset to say gender is, that's that's one man's opinion because he don't have that to deal with. Mm. He's never had to deal with an internal struggle about gender. How can we expect this man to think anything different? But as Dave goes on, you know, Dave meets one of his greatest friends, becomes a trans woman who actually stood up for him when when this whole cancel thing started and the trans community attacked her and she ended up jumping off a building. Oh shit. You think that was because of Dave Chappelle? Or do you think that was because of the mass shaming that Mm -hmm. came from her own community, Mm -hmm. the exclusion that came from her own community? Because we're dealing with a lot of people that inside of them are so scared that what this man is saying is right. Mm -hmm. So deal with that. Deal Mm -hmm. with that within you that somewhere is still struggling with. Is that true? Am I significant? Because I'm sitting here today and I'm significant. You better fucking believe I'm significant. Mm -hmm. And I don't need social media or the world to to give me the okay to be who I am. Mm -hmm. And I got to live in this skin. And eventually, when we have people who are walking through the earth, owning their experience, loving who they are, that energy goes out. And we don't have to become the bully. You know, because we've been bullied, yeah. but it's, it goes back to what you said in the beginning. Many times, bullies are looking for your reaction. Yep.
3: yep. You know,
1: Absolutely. and and you stand up and now be the bully. You know, I'm not asking people to let themselves get hurt. I'm not asking people to to you know. And, and I know that celebrities have a huge impact on society, and especially this severely divided society and they got to be responsible with their platform but i don't see where dave chappelle was irresponsible he wasn't talking about violence he wasn't no. starting a movement no and he said what he thinks yeah. but he also supports many things that are important to trans people we just may not like his 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 reasons but i think his reasons are hilarious And true, because if you go on to watch that special, he does talk about how he is completely against, you know, the laws that are passed in my state, say, stating that a person can only use the bathroom Mm -hmm. in the bathroom in which matches their birth certificate. And he does a hilarious bit that is so absolutely true about why he's against that. So, you know,
0: I'm going to show you. I want to. I want to show you another quick video um, that I found of his. <laughs> just kind of. Good. See, see what you think of this. Um,
2: awesome. I am not saying that to say that trans women aren't women. I am just saying that those pussies that they got. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not saying it's not pussy, but that's like. Beyond pussy on possible pussy. You know I mean? it tastes like pussy, but that's not quite what it is. is it?
0: It's not blood. That's beet juice. pieces of those people there. And right. I have a feeling those probably were one of the people that probably threw a shit storm, you know, sitting,
1: sitting in the second
0: row. Yep. And why you would, know? why would you go, and again, I don't know any about anything about those people, but to me, it just, it really was sort of weird how they sort of, and obviously the people taking yeah. the video sort of clued into, whoa we well, right. you know, got some problems right. here. Right. And, um, you know, again, know who you're going to see.
1: Oh, and what the, what the hell was so bad or honestly about what he said? Yeah. See, I mean, I, it's it, true, it, <laughs> it's true. You want to make it a real pussy? It can't be.
0: Yeah. You know? I mean, you can. Yeah. You know, I mean, he and he's like, you know, is it a pussy? Yeah. You know. And he's like, I'm not yeah. saying that trans women aren't real women. You know. I'm just saying. Um, yeah. I mean that that you know, you know the and I'm gonna I'm gonna show you here in a minute, but. I want to show you another quick video. This is actually Flame Monroe. I don't know if you know who's actually been very clear in her stance. I love Flame Monroe. She wants you to get one thing straight. And I kind of came across this thing. She's not a transgender comedian. She's a comedian that happens to be a a transgender.
1: Absolutely. And I love Flame Monroe.
0: Yeah. And she said that, and again, I saw this, this quote from her, because if I wasn't transgender, I'd probably still be a comedian. You know, and then she said, you know, my transgender identity is my afterthought because when you introduce me as a transgender comedian or a drag queen comedian, most people don't hear the comedian part. All they hear is transgender or drag queen.
1: Absolutely. And there's so much more to us than that.
0: Absolutely. And so I want to show you a quick video of this. The problem is, is when there's not,
1: Eric, the problem is, is when there's not, when you don't know there's more to you than that. Right. So as a comedian, I believe that I don't want to be censored. I think
4: that nothing is off limits. And I think the social climate right now and the temperament started way back with Norman Lear, who had his finger on the post many years ago. The world has become too censored. And and there's three dogs, like I said, I have in this fight. As a comedian, I don't want to be censored. As a trans woman, I want equality. And as a black person, I want fair treatment in this country that we've been trying to get for 400 years. So everything is important.
1: To I me. love you, baby. I love you, Blaine.
0: So, yeah, I mean, she, you know, and she actually stands up for, you know, Dave Chappelle um, because she wants that freedom of speech. You got to have it. it I man. mean, with comedy, you, you have, have to have that ability to, You know to say it and i want to show you a quick um, i want to show you another video real quick and here's a video defining what comedy is and when you're around super sensitive people you cannot relax and be spontaneous because you no idea what's
2: going to upset them next And that's why I've been warned recently, don't go to most university campuses because the political correctness has been taken from being a good idea, which is let's not be mean particularly
0: to people who are not able to look after themselves very well. And the whole point about humour, the whole point about comedy, that all comedy is critical.
3: And that's what it is.
1: Yes. And that's what makes people so uncomfortable to be. Listen, I stopped going to a trans support group for the reason that I was so scared of what I was going to say that was going to offend my own people that I couldn't even stay there. And what he's saying is so true, man. That's why I I do a podcast called The Transgender Mentor to try to be able to educate people in a place that's safe you know like like be respectful like you would any human being but ask me what you want to know yeah. so that we can cancel this this oversensitivity and just be humans sharing an earth
0: let's cancel you know? the cancel culture cancel the cancel culture that's <laughs> our
3: stance
0: <laughs> You know, it's it goes back to you know having the ability to laugh at ourselves.
3: Come
1: on, I mean yeah, you've got to be able to
0: laugh at yourself, otherwise, that's I mean healing. you're going to be a miserable person.
1: Yes, that's healing, man, and you and I know that. That's healing.
0: I laugh at myself all the time. I do such stupid shit sometimes. Oh my it's just god, funny. Oh,
1: <laughs> over overboard with yeah. the stupid shit right here. And we had to do a lot of drugs to get here, man. So yeah, you know, we did. we did a lot of work on this. We've done a lot of work
0: on that. Absolutely. We did. And uh, and I've been able to look at, you know, my drug use and, and just find a lot of comedy within it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, why, you know, why you know the show with Tommy Chong, you'll kind of see, That's you know, right. we, we kind of make fun of meth users. I was a fucking yeah. meth user. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> now, of course, I started it, you know. <clears throat> but, uh, and, and again, Tommy Chong is a, I guess, such a loving, caring person.
1: Man, I love that guy. I'm so grateful to have gotten the chance to to meet him and yep. be in his presence, and just to know that you know people are more than what we see
3: yep.
1: in 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 their you know in their acting in in their platforms. People are more than that. There's mm-hmm. so much more to human beings than just this one thing. Yep. So if you're trans and trans only, you're already fucked. Yeah. If you're a comedian and a comedian only, you're already fucked. Well, that's, you're building your identity on something that's,
0: that's yeah. shameful. I mean, it's, it's you know, like just people saying, yeah, I'm a gay, homo- I'm a gay, you know, white person. You know, why are mm-hmm. you defining the gay part? <laughs> it's like bars, right? I'm going to the gay bar. Does anybody say I'm going to the straight bar? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I'm going to go to the, the straight bar today. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm heading to the straight bar. Bye. I'm gonna you know, hang with
1: the straight dudes. I don't understand yeah. why there has
0: to be this uh because you're right. I mean, that's the thing Definition. is that there's there's always that thrown in there. There yeah. has to be that yeah. thrown in there.
1: Well, you because know, then and just I,
0: be you, just be yeah, you,
1: just represent who you are. I think we're a society that is so caught up in the labels in order to define ourselves. I mean, a beautiful friend of mine who is an amazing inclusion specialist um, and a a comedian, Miss Kara Foster, sent me this video and she says, LC, please help me understand this. And it was this person, it was a TikTok, so it's one minute and it's quick. And it's a person that's saying, I'm a a this sexual, I'm a this, I'm a that, I'm a this, I'm a this, I'm a this, I'm a that. And it's like, really? You need all those labels to define yourself? That in and of itself is the problem. Not you asking me to call you the right pronoun or, or all of that, because at some point you're not finding you like I'm not the one missing you. Right. You're missing you by having to put so many labels. So I yep. think, can we not grow in a society? Cause, cause here's the, here's the real problem of all this, the highest, the highest number of of suicide victims under the age of 18 are transgendered youth. So, and and the same with hate crimes are transgendered humans. So why are we not focusing on that? Like we need to make a world where these young people can feel comfortable in their skin, that they don't have to walk through and say, I'm trans and that's all I am. Why can't we just be in a culture that doesn't have to define ourselves by labels, but they can walk through in love and understand and respect each other's human existence. And if we cancel comedy, we're going to (laughs) cancel. We're going to cancel fun, (laughs) laughter, fun. You know, we're going to cancel. And how many people are brought together through laughter?
0: Yeah. yeah, and i want i want to show you real quick Bill Burr this is bill Burr um he's not actually doing a stand-up but he's actually talking a little bit about this um you know sensitivity that people have and uh, it's not really the comedian's fault and i agree with this i'm I'm eager to see every one of those things it's like a comic is guilty of do- telling a joke in a comedy club that's all they're guilty of right, right. And then, and then the, 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 what I love, too, is people get offended by the joke. And it's just like, she, he or she didn't tell you the joke. If you want to get mad that you heard the joke, right. it's the person that blogs about it. It's the person that, that takes the video or records it. The right. comedian is just guilty of, of being in a nightclub right. where people voluntarily came in and telling jokes. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, just because you're sitting at home eating cornflakes now and you hear the nightclub, that's really on you. Right. You don't want to hear the nightclub. Don't go to the nightclub, and also don't fucking listen to it. Oh, yeah, people that get highly offended are the ones really a lot of times not going to the show. Although that's right. not always the case. That's not always the case. But these yeah. are people that should know. Maybe yeah. decide, hey, maybe this is not the person I want to see because I'm going to get offended. Absolutely. And and that's okay if you if you you know if you're that person who does get offended, don't go.
1: Right, uh, and it and it's just as equally okay if you do get offended, but just exactly what you just said, then you know that that's not for you, but it can't not be for everybody because it's not for you. I mean, I remember when Chris Rock did one of his major standups in, I think it was in the late nineties. And when he talked about, he made complete fun of, of black people, of, you know, of black people. And it was hilarious. And I never, ever, ever once heard the black community, try to cancel Chris Rock. Mm -hmm. In fact, you know, I mean, I don't know of a race. I don't know of a gender of any kind that a comedian has not touched on. I mean, Dave Chappelle makes fun of, you know, he makes jokes about women. He makes jokes about black people, white people, white Mm -hmm. women, black women. Mm -hmm. I mean, what are we, are we just trying to be seen? Yeah, You know, are we just trying to say, Hey, we've got the power now.
0: <laughs> I was thinking, and I got something that I want to pull up here too. Um, and this to me is really funny. This sort of reminds me when we're looking at, you know, kind of what Bill Burr said was, you know, reminds me a little bit of the situation of the fans that walked out of Roger Waters show mm. because of his political aspects to his show. Gotcha. Now, see if you can follow follow me on this story real quick, okay? All right. So Floyd, or Pink Floyd classics, right, include a sequence from, in the show, his uh, 1977 animal that was Mm -hmm. aimed at Donald Trump.
1: Yeah. Us plus them, (laughs) right,
0: named after the Dark Side song. Yeah, yeah. You know, is a show... know, And Waters explained about this on a Rolling Stones magazine. And here's what he said. He said, how we express the idea that to love our fellow human being is really good for us and that to build walls between us is really bad. Mm -hmm. So he really dislikes Donald Trump. (laughs) And the songs that he performs from his latest record, including Deja Vu, there was Picture That, and there was Smell the Roses – um are important to the narrative and he kind of brought everything up to date so again know who you are seeing right now here's a clip from that show of a ton of people and i don't know if it was this specific place but there was a lot of trump fans (laughs) that left his show and again if you understood anything about roger waters he's very political and he always has yeah. yeah, I went and saw. I had an opportunity to go see the the, the wall mm. back in I was like 2008 maybe. Wow! And it yeah. was one of the most impressive performances. Um, I mean, it was. I mean, you talk about the magnitude of this, mm. the amount of money that he put in to do this show. That wow. they literally built a wall, <laughs> you know, wow. and these these things were so big that you know they could be inside one of the walls playing wow you know a song and uh and so they performed the entire album um to a point to where you know the wall falls i mean an absolutely amazing show but Mm -hmm. he modernized it brought it a little bit more up to date and again if you know anything about roger waters and you are a trump fan don't go see him if it (laughs) really upsets you (laughs) right um and you will also see, and if you really, you know, have seen any of his other shows, he always puts clips of different political figures, either of the present or of the past, um, and he definitely focuses on the authoritarian type individuals. <laughs> now again, Trump fans will obviously attest that Trump is not an authoritarian, although. It's highly debatable. (laughs) So let me show you this clip real quick. So you could probably see obviously that, you know, he's not a fan at all. Um I'd say not. And uh and so yeah, he had he had quite a few people that had walked out of his shows, you know, um, that obviously were not very clued into who Pink Floyd is.
1: Right, right. um,
0: And really and it goes back to the wall. I mean, you know, even think about it, you know, how political that was.
1: Right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so yeah he's uh you know again you gotta know who you're seeing
1: yeah yeah um and, uh, and thicken you know thicken up your skin you know like you know like i said what what kevin hart said a few years ago about you know having the gay son and everything i agree it was it was vile it was violent it was irresponsible but I still love Kevin Hart, you know, and, and and I, I gotta hope that Kevin Hart has grown and expanded at this point, you know, by this point, and I believe he has, I mean, that's what we gotta do, we gotta, we gotta know who we're seeing, we've gotta become secure within ourselves, man, know who we are, and not apologize for it, and damn sure don't need outside, you know, approval to have it, and, you know, I think that, in all honesty, what brings all of this in together is like, we're being orchestrated like puppets. And, and, and I think that, you know, the more we become secure with ourselves and, and take off this whole sensitive, you can't say that and respect this feeling and that feeling, and all that, we start becoming independent. Yep. We start being released from, from the puppeteer. And I think that's what it's about to me. Yep. I mean, we're, We're a, we're a, we're a society that is in desperate need for internal healing. I mean, I mean, absolutely. Wow. Necessary, necessary, you know, think and believe for ourselves. And we, yeah, we should treat each other with common respect and dignity, you know, regardless of our differences. Isn't that what we're all just wanting? How do we do that when we say, It's not okay for you to say this, but I can say this. I can do this. I mean, come on, man!
0: Come on. Yes, absolutely. I want to bring you back real quick to uh, Dave Chappelle, Um, and because he 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 said a couple things that really, I think, make a lot of sense.
1: Mm, He said a bunch of things that make. Yeah, now
0: this moves away from the transgender uh, topic, but. you know, looking to see if we can make sense of some of it. So I actually have two I want to show you. This one first.
2: So I say a lot of mean things, but you guys got to remember, I'm not saying it to be mean. I'm saying it because it's funny. <laughs> and
0: everything's funny till it happens to you. <laughs> and that's what comedy is. Right. You know, I don't really right. see... Um, you know, there are certain comedians out there that say things that are actually mean and not funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and uh I'll tell you, one of the ones that I saw was um the brother from Everybody Loves Raymond. Mm. So the mm. older brother, okay. the real big guy. I don't remember yeah. his name. Yeah. I saw mm. him stand up and I oh, didn't really okay. know he was a stand up comedian. And I also... Yeah. Um, But I went and saw him and he attacked everybody and he wasn't Mm. funny though. You know, he made fun of Asians, made fun of black, made fun of white people. I mean, made fun of everybody, but, and I remember getting up and even going to the bathroom during the show. And even some other guy says, do you find him funny? (laughs) And I was like, nah, not really. You know? Yeah, Um, Yeah. And I, and honestly, I can, you know, find humor in most comedians in in a lot of what they say. And some of, some of it is, it's kind of borderline, you know, uh, but sometimes they're very funny.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a difference in hate and comedy. There's, There's a difference, and maybe it's a fine line, but the energy lets you know.
0: It's definitely, there's a fine line. <laughs> yeah. Now, here's, a, um, here's an interview that I had come across that he explains the idea of until it happens to you. And I really like this because it sort of falls in line a little bit with what he had actually said.
3: If bad
1: things happen to someone else, that's not necessarily funny.
0: I grew up in the crack epidemic.
2: Are they treating the opioid epidemic the way that they treated the crack epidemic? We were coming up. We were policed by the National Guard. Addicts were criminals. Now they understand addicts are sick people. So now that your community is getting destroyed, is the whole another ball game. And then you have it's a huge window of empathy. But I'm just saying, everything's funny to so what happens. He was more about is more about empathy.
0: I mean, <laughs> the, you know what he everything he said there is right on.
1: It's absolutely. I mean, absolutely.
0: you know, we had shown the the clip of Reagan, you know, talking about the crack and all the crack coming in. We're putting all this money in and we're, you know, you know, Bush coming out where we need more prisons, you know, all this stuff regarding crack. But nowadays, you're right. I mean, we now look at it as a disease and, uh, you know, they're they're uh, they're sick people. Now, granted, I like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Without it should a doubt. Have been,
0: it should have been a long time ago. But it, exactly. You know, during that it's, time, we
1: should have known that then. Yeah. We should, and, we should have. We should have put the same effort into knowing that and, and speaking about it then as yeah. we are now. Yeah. I, I, I'm in absolute full agreement. Full. And, on. I,
0: and I like that clip just because he sort of explains what that idea yeah. means until it happens yeah. to you.
1: Yeah. And let's not forget that what he just spoke about too was many comedians are, are are speaking about their own traumas in their life. And that was a big trauma in Dave Chappelle's life. And okay. so, you know, I think that when we're asking somebody to respect our human experience, well, by God, we got to respect their human experience too. Yeah. You know?
0: Yep. Now I want to tell you real quick. So I've seen a lot of comedians, my wife and I prior to this, epidemic that we're in of the the cove (laughs) (laughs) pixie (laughs) we we used to go to the comedy show usually about once a month and we have seen some of the funniest comedians and i wanted to show a clip of one of the guys i'd seen this isn't actually the show i saw but a guy that makes fun of white people all the time now i'm the guy who goes to comedy shows and i like to sit at the very front
3: Mm.
0: i like to Be the butt of the joke sometimes, (laughs) and I am, and I have been. (laughs) And uh, and to me, I find it funny because again, I have that ability to just laugh at myself. You know, amazing. That's amazing. Um, And so, I want to show you guys. And uh, again, this guy makes fun of white people all the time. Um, And uh, this is Cat Williams. I love Cat.
4: First thing white people took over was rioting. Yes. Riots used to be some black shit. We're getting so mad, we riot. White people took it over. White people, let me just say in front of all these minorities, y'all are terrible at it, white people. We taught y'all better than this. Y'all had a million white people out there, y'all didn't do no damage at all. Y'all out there obeying the crosswalks and passing out orange slices, walking in single file lines. White people, we taught y'all better than this. If it's a riot, you got to be willing to fuck some shit up.
3: <laughs> y'all can't fuck
4: the shit up because y'all own the shit, so y'all out
3: there fucking it up and cleaning it up at the same time. It's
4: not a riot, white people. White people just out there shaking their signs hard and shit. <laughs> What are you doing you using the shake weight
0: i'm riding goddamn. <laughs> uh, he's classic man he's he's good he's funny and you know again if you're like overly sensitive to you know white jokes and things like right. that don't go see him you know right he's not right. the guy um that y- you want to go see <laughs> right
1: but if you can't take it man like like look at look look deeper in your life like you know like what what does make you laugh you know I remember being super sensitive to a lot of shit man I mean I really did but I was so I was so shaky within my own self you know when I was pretending to be somebody I wasn't and I was trying my best to to fit myself within a label and a box that didn't really fit, but it was the closest to, I was sensitive to everything, man. I was defensive to everything because I didn't know who I was. And, you know, I'm not saying that all sensitivity comes from people not knowing who they are. There are some legit, there's some legit shit that we got to stand up against. You know, we can't start riots. We can't, you know, we can't promote violence. We can't promote hurting people for different things, but we're talking about comedy. shit's funny, Absolutely. you
0: know? Yep. Now I want to show you something interesting. The guy brought up that one guy brought up, you know, that he, he, he was recommended to never go speak at college campuses mm. because of the sensitivity. Mm-hmm. I want to show you a video of um, a guy that sort of went through and talked to some people at a university about things that you could talk about and not talk about sensitivity i don't remember the actual word they use but take a look at this
5: that intentionally or unintentionally send a negative message related to someone's membership in a marginalized group We visited campus to ask Occidental students if they agree that the following statements could be considered microaggressions. They've all been documented as such on a college campus somewhere in the United States. Have you heard of the term microaggression?
4: Yeah, that's a big thing on campus. If we see large-scale violence, we can name that as a macroaggression. But the way that we devalue that violence, the way that we silence that violence, that's a microaggression.
5: I'm asking an Asian-American, where were you born? Yes. Very, very contextual, you know? That's not a microaggression.
0: That's just asking whether we will pull.
5: Telling a black student that he or she is very articulate. That is, yeah. Yes. What about saying all lives matter? Um, I think because the history behind Black Lives Matter, it's kind of like um, appropriating a statement that was created specifically to talk about um, black lives being lost to police brutality. So that is. I'm colorblind. I don't see race. Um. Possibly. <laughs> I believe the most qualified person should get the job. Qualifications aren't really the only the only thing you should consider when hiring someone.
3: If you're saying that the
4: most qualified person is someone who is not a minority, you're not of a religion you believe in, then yes, that'd be a microaggression.
5: Saying God bless you after somebody sneezes.
4: Oh, that would be a microaggression because of different religions. Yeah, it could be a microaggression to someone who doesn't believe
0: in God. What the hell? Like, seriously? Like if wow! One where you were born—that's a microaggression. Wow! wow. Like God bless you.
1: And these are our young folks, man. Like this is our—this is that's how the well,
0: shit that's going on in colleges.
1: I'm that's mind blown crazy. right now. I am mind blown right now. Like seriously,
0: mind blown. And this, I think, is where a lot of this stuff's coming from. Absolutely. Especially that age range. Our age group, we don't give a fuck. (laughs) Right? I mean, how the hell
1: else are we supposed to get to know people and understand their their experience if we can't have conversations? So you're basically saying these are words you cannot say. Therefore, you cannot get to know your fellow human beings because you may offend them. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's good. You know, it, like when we were That's- when we were born, when we were growing up, you know, that was a whole saying. You can call me anything you want, just don't call me in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, I so again, I'm going to quick give a final quick snippet. I know we're going to run out of time here um, on my opinion of this whole cancel culture. It's fucking bullshit. Come on. <laughs> and, Come on and he, this it. shit needs to stop we need to cancel the cancel culture let's cancel it it's, it's and, and again i believe you know where are we sitting with our first amendment within our bill of rights freedom of speech say what you want we should be encouraging that
1: absolutely
0: but then of course absolutely. you know we had a president that was like slamming the media fake news fake we should be encouraging fake news Freedom of speech. We should be encouraging. Write whatever you want. Freedom of speech. Freedom of press. Freedom, you know, of religion. Everything. And so, you know, even the God bless thing is is stupid because I have freedom of religion. If I believe in God and I say, "Hey, God bless you," and I believe in God, then what's the problem? You know, and then then you can say, you can say, "Don't bless me by God. I don't believe in God." And I say, "Okay." (laughs)
3: Yeah, exactly.
1: Look, there's a conversation and now you know something new about somebody else. What are we, what are we going to close ourselves off and only live in our bubbles? Let's not do that, man. You can't expand past that bubble if you stay within that bubble. So, so come on.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's one thing about, like you had said, you know, with, you know, promoting violence, you know, or saying things that are, that are going to harm somebody physically. We're talking physically, you know, not emotionally. It's not my job to protect people's emotions. That's their job, you know? Well, see, and that's the truth, and that's
1: what needs to be being taught, you know? Why don't we raise kids that are secure within themselves as human beings? You know, that stuff starts at home, Mm -hmm. just like hate begins at home. Yeah. So, you know, let's raise human beings that are secure in who they are, love who they are and really want to know and respect other people's human experience. Because if we're did you did you notice how uncomfortable in that video that the that those that the white kids really were because they don't know what to say? Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like like that means that they're not going to interact with people that are of a different religion, a different race because the stress is too much so are we are we truly producing people that are are more open minded and 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 more willing to accept everyone or yeah. are we raising them to be just as closed off with a different wrapping around it are we yeah. still promoting segregation i mean think about that and that's what i'm going to leave with
0: well, and I think we kind of go back to the whole, you know, calling people they and them, and you know, I mean, you know, if I, I don't really quite get the whole problem here, you know, because everybody's so sensitive, we got to make sure that we say the right pronoun.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I I see it to an extent because, I mean, you, you no, but I'm saying
0: more if you don't know. right.
1: Not exactly. If you don't know what's the problem in that moment of telling someone like it's okay to correct people when we're being respectful. I mean, if they're doing it to be mean, then you don't have to involve in that. But if somebody is doing it and they just don't know. Then have a conversation, a respectful conversation. I had one at the paint store for crying out loud just last weekend. It was an amazing interaction between two people where we we left the store expanded. So, you know, but we can't walk around expecting people to, to know and get it right. And when they don't, we get all pissed off. Now we've created this new distance between us. How do we grow? How do we grow together? How do we grow together? How do I expect you, man, to know what it's like to walk in my shoes? Right. If you've never walked in them. Right.
0: And if you've never had the conversation.
1: Right. So how do I get mad at you for, you know, for something that you'd have no idea to be offensive to me? And if I don't say anything, then whose responsibility is it? Did you say something mean if I don't ever tell you it was mean?
0: We're going, to end on, uh, we're going to end on this video. I'm going to show you a quick no. video, and we're going to end on this.
4: You're in no position to lecture the public about anything. You know nothing about the real world. Most of you spent less time in school than Greta Thunberg. So if you win, right, come up, accept your little award, thank your agent and your God, and
0: fuck off. <laughs> The circle of diversity. We demand to be included in your space to make it more diverse and inclusive. We demand you change this space to our liking and ban stuff that offends us. We demand you be kicked out of the space we created since you offended us. Laugh out loud. If you hate us, why not just make your own space?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I knew you are going to end good. <laughs> I'm excited for the ending.
0: So thank you everybody for tuning into this episode. I hope you offended somebody. Yep.
1: (laughs) I can be sure of it. Yeah.
0: But I do want to let everybody know this is all in love. We actually really, I have no hate for for anybody. Um, But the point being, don't allow other people to affect what you do. Don't allow people to affect your emotions. You control them. Right? That's right. That's right. Love who you are, man. Be Absolutely.
1: who you are and don't apologize for it ever. Yep. Love That's the key. Are.
0: Figure That's out it, who you man. are. Be you. That's Love it. yourself. I'm That's me. It. Love me or hate me. I don't give a fuck. That's right. That's, That's right. right. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Walk a Mile in My Shoes, and I look forward to next week, and we'll see you then.
1: Absolutely. Hey, don't forget to hit all those buttons down there. You can't go wrong with any of them. Like, subscribe, share us out. Thank you so much.